Hope you're ready because it's time for Video Game Rewind. Oh yeah. And now, here's your hosts, Tim and Jacob. That's your cue, idiot. Why did you have to ruin the nice, simple intro there, Jacob? I had to throw Gary's name in there. Nobody can hear that. Gosh. (laughs) What is up, all you video game lovers out there? Welcome to Video Game Rewind, where I am one of your hosts. My name is Tim Nadell. Please follow me on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Saturday Rewind. Usually I'm the other host. Today I'm going to split myself in half. So half of me is Jake Rubel. You can follow me at Indiana Rubel. And the other half of me is... I'm Bachelor number three. Uh, my name is Gary Lane. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at SMRGary. And what is your description of a perfect date, Gary? Well, playing video games with my bros. <laughs> Wait, that is, that is the best date ever. <laughs> can so, I take Phil, that again? so who are you I'm dating? Still... Which, which bro are you dating, Gary? All of them. Sweet. No, That's the perfect you have answer to choose right between there. me and Tim. That's the game. <laughs> Well, I've, I've I've known Tim for longer, but exactly. So he's old news. What's up? I'm old, dude. I'm almost I'm almost forty, man. Think about that. That's... <laughs> Jake's my side piece. <laughs> All I got, right. I got more years left. <laughs> so if you are unfamiliar with video game rewind, it's nothing like this whatsoever. I promise nothing you. Nothing like this. <laughs> but we do talk about some of our favorite and you know not so favorite video games from our past, from our childhood and our teenage years. So what we do is, every episode before this episode, we pick out a video game we want to cover. So last month, we talked about how we wanted to cover... Jacob, what game were you covering for this episode? Donkey Kong Country for the SNES, Tim. So good. And I picked Super Mario Land for the Game Boy. So this is going to be a Nintendo-filled episode that I'm really looking forward to because I love both these games, like, a lot. Yeah, you've pretty much got all the Nintendo mascots covered, at least the primary ones. Uh, yeah, I mean, basically they started out as enemies and look at where we are now. That's right. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so usually I pick on Jacob, have him go first, but you know what? I think I might go first for this one. No, okay, so Donkey Kong for the SNES. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just kidding, go ahead. <laughs> so Super Mario Land for the Game Boy, like I said, released in America August 1st, 1989. How old were you guys when that came out? I was at the tender young age of two, Tim. Nice. <laughs> You guys are the same age? I guess so. Wow. That's scary. You're you're 31? Yeah. When's your your birthday? This is going to get real weird, guys. (laughs) Uh, November. Mine's February 2nd. I'm a groundhog. What up, ladies? (laughs) (laughs) Of course, I was was nine years old when this game came out, so you guys don't remember when this game... Dude, I was there for the release of the Game Boy. I had a Game Boy when it was first released, and this is the main game that I played. I'm old. Yeah. No, that's okay. It's all right. I I, I mean, I don't know when I got the Game Boy. I was pretty young, I can tell you that much, and I feel like this was the first game that I got for it as well. If not Tetris, one or the other. Yeah, of course, you have to have Tetris. I had DuckTales right. as well, and uh, I had the NFL football game, because I'm a football fan. So I had a lot of... But the weird thing is, <clears throat> okay, so I played my Game Boy quite a bit, but I don't think I ever really played it inside my house. You know, no. it's why, why would exact, you do that? I mean, I had the NES. I wouldn't play the Game Boy in the house. It was mainly on vacations or driving that I played yeah. the Game Boy, which is a funny setup. Okay, so if you're younger than us... You may not even know what kind of setup you had to go through in order to play it inside of your car because it's a crazy, mm-hmm. 
little get up you had to do. So <laughs> if you want to see the screen, there's a, a magnifier thing. You had to like clip on the yeah. back of the uh, Game Boy and it folded over over top of the screen so it would make the screen larger for you because the screen is very, very small. But that's mm-hmm. not it. If you want to <laughs> see it at nighttime, you had to turn a little light on. Yep. And later on, they, they, they included the magnifier and the light together. But at one point, I had two separate things. So I had the magnifier and a separate light over the uh, screen because there is no LED, LED light. So you, can, you, you can't see at nighttime. So imagine doing that on a handheld system. Yeah. Well, so let me ask you a question, though. Do you guys remember that really being that annoying to you? Like, do you no. remember looking at it and thinking that, oh, this is... Oh, uh, they should have just made it better. Because I don't. I just thought, yeah, this is just the way exactly, it is. Exactly. Like, no. I never remember complaining. No, I thought yeah. it was amazing. Plus, you know, because you're you're at home, you're on like a one and a half inch screen, and with the magnifier, it's like three inches. Mm-hmm. So it was amazing. I mean, I cried for like two years whenever they actually made a backlit screen. It was the coolest thing <laughs> in the world to me. After going through all of this, I mean, I I look back at it very fondly too. But the worst part was whenever you'd forget that light or the magnifier, yeah, and you'd have to like play by the overhead lights as the car oh. was driving, you know, just like pausing every every time it got dark out. And you're, you're using batteries. It's not rechargeable, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So you had to bring yes. multiple batteries with you because it would not hold, you know, batteries would not hold a good charge for a long period of time. So you had to nope. have a huge assortment of batteries. I remember at some point, I mean, you can bring the cable, but what do you plug it into, you know? Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, so that was my setup, and I remember playing the my the game that I played mostly on my Game Boy was my Super Mario Land, and I played it at the Grand Canyon. I played it in your in Oregon. We went on vacation. I went to the Alamo, played it there. So this game has been everywhere with me as a kid, and I just love this game with a passion. I think it's probably my favorite Game Boy game of all time, and that's not just because I love Mario. I mean, it partly is because I love Mario. But this game was different from the previous mm-hmm. Mario games, which I loved. It wasn't just a cookie. They really could have just recreated Super Mario 1 and given it to us in handheld form, which is what they would do nowadays, honestly. Right. But mm-hmm. they didn't. This game was different, and I like that about this game. Yeah. Would you say that this game is why you remember the Alamo? Oh, that's a good one. That's a sorry, good one. sorry. Uh, no, I, I completely agree. But also, you say that it's completely different than the Mario games beforehand, but I thought the same thing. But then I was like, but wait a minute. What was a Mario game before Mario 3? Because 1 and 2 are so that's true. Well, two was and this one is too. Yeah, that is true. Mm. That is that is a good point there. But uh, I don't know. So I'm, yeah. I'm going to play a little bit of the music. So here's the music please, from the game please itself. Please You got some similarities to good old Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. In some ways, I think I like that theme just a little bit more yeah, than the regular it's, Mario it's, theme. It's catchy. Now, what one thing that doesn't I don't understand is the music for when you get the star power. Do you remember yeah, that? Weird. So here is the original NES version of the star power. <laughs> And here is the Game Boy version of the Star Power. That is odd to me. I don't know about you. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty weird. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, is it weird or is it weird because we're used to the star power? I don't know. I think it's music. weird because that, that's a real song, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, the thing is, though, is that it's a completely different composer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why, I mean, basically, um, there was a couple, like, he did Mario Paint. Well, it's his name's uh, Kazumi Totaka. Totaka? Yeah, that sounds right. Kazumi Totaka. So. And before this, he only did, like, Mario Paint, a game called X, and a game that I'm not even going to try to pronounce. But then, after this game, he did Tetris and Dr. Mario. I can see that. Ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, still to this day is making he's still composing. Wow. Um, yeah, music uh, much like our main man David Weiss. What up? Uh, <laughs> more about yeah, him later. So, yeah, mm-hmm. more about him later or before. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so the, I mean that's that's the, probably why it sounds so different. Is yeah. I mean the thing is, is you 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 would like to think that there's you know some people working together on these things but i have no idea maybe he it's possible he didn't even like know what the other music was for mario it's po- i don't know i, I don't mean know. yeah that's weird to think about but so this yeah. game like i said is it is similar to other mario games it's a side scroller you're trying to save a princess but this is actually the 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 premiere of uh, princess daisy this is her debut yeah. in a video game which i never put that together honestly as a kid that i didn't either i i probably just still thought it was princess toadstool Mm-hmm. I know it says Daisy after every you know boss level and everything, but I never really right. thought about that. Well, here, so here's one thing for me is when so with the so amazing blockbuster hit the Super Mario Bros. movie yes. that came out um, wasn't the main princess in that was, was she was Daisy right? Yeah, Samantha Mathis played Princess Daisy. Yep. Hmm. Who in later years, you know, would turn out to be Luigi's lady, I guess. Yeah. I think. Do you, yeah. So do you think that I wonder if they if some of that movie was based more off this game than than it was like the original Mario. That movie's not based off anything. Never mind. Yeah. Seriously. Well, I mean, Yo- Yoshi's in it, too. So it's it's just a hodgepodge. Yeah. Of everything. And, and this game, yeah, this game really this game has less to do with Mario than any of the other Mario games because he's not even in the Mushroom Kingdom in this game. That's true. He's in what is it called, like Saharas Island or something like that? Saras Island or I don't, I don't S- know. Sara- Sarasa Land, yeah, something. yeah, something like that. So, so the backgrounds. I'm, glad are... I'm not the only one who can't. I know, seriously. And the backgrounds are different, <laughs> which I I I enjoy the backgrounds to this game. They look yeah. so much different than what you expect from Mario game. There's not mushrooms everywhere. There's not crazy looking clouds. It has like a realistic, you know, for the time, view mm-hmm. on the Game Boy. Yeah. Going back though, again. It, it, different people were putting this one yeah. together i mean the director of this game was somebody completely different that did metroid kid icarus metroid 2 before making this game so i mean that's the thing is like it's crazy because there are so many different people that were like they didn't pull over the same people that is normally in it yeah i'm assuming it's because it's for the game boy but i mean miyamoto i don't even his name didn't even come up no, which is crazy involved, i mean it's, yeah it's, it's mario yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe they just maybe it's like a Disney thing where this is like the straight to home video, you know, department. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, but for straight to home video, it's way better than most yeah, of the Disney no. sequels. <laughs> no, I love this game. I love it how it's different. And I mean, there's some things I don't like about it. Like for instance, a lot of things are smaller. 
like yeah. the the bricks are smaller like the coin bricks they're like puny and to, mm-hmm. so to get on top of one of them it's kind of harder because they're so much smaller it's not because it's on a smaller screen because mario is much larger than the bricks you know what i mean right and yeah, in the true. older games mario was smaller than the bricks so you can fit easily on top of one of the bricks but these are like inches compared to like a foot long right right uh, even even the characters like the the koopas and everything they're much smaller which is fine and uh they also explode too yeah that was weird <laughs> Yeah, so the turtles, the, uh, the Koopas, they, they explode once you jump on top of them, which is fine, because you just got to get away. You don't have to go very far from mm-hmm. them. And uh, so that's fine. I think my number one gripe about this game is the use of the fireballs, Mario's fireballs. Mm. I, I mean, yeah. there, there's one cool thing they do. One cool thing is that they can get coins for you. So if you shoot it like past an obstacle that you can't get to because you're too large, you're not shrunk, you can mm-hmm. shoot it through the little gap, and the fireball can gather those coins for you on the other side of the gap. But on the same time, the fireballs, A, once you throw them, they'll hit the ground once and go up in the air and never come back down. So unlike the original one, they'd bounce multiple times. So you can easily mm-hmm. get a bad guy in front of you because it bounces towards them. But here, you have to aim it perfectly to where it's going to do that perfect angle to bounce up to hit them. And yep. B... Once you shoot one fireball, you can't shoot another one until that other one disappears. Ugh. Sorry. <laughs> that was just disgusting. Yeah. That's frustrating. So you can't... Like me as a kid, dude, I had that button down the whole time shooting fireballs just in case something <laughs> appeared in front of me. Yeah. Right. But in this one, you can't do that one because you have one fireball. Mm-hmm. Mm, you're the reason they did it, though. They were like, Some probably, kids are cheating. probably, because this game would be really, really short if you can use multiple fireballs. Because this game oh. only had 12 levels compared to what there's like seven main levels in the original one, or no, eight main levels plus three sub levels. So yeah, there's many other levels in the in the first one compared to this one. Yep. And uh, let me talk about real quick about the I, I, the noise that the the main villains would make when you hit them with the fireball. Do you remember that noise, Gary? <laughs> I don't think so. Why does it sound like a sheep? Oh, man. <laughs> so here, I don't know. Now now I want to hear it. But... Here's the noise that every single main boss would make after you hit them with the fireball. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh man i want that to be my new like text message sound oh god like, oh that's horrifying it'll wake you up in the middle of the night with nightmares yeah yeah, yeah. no but... i just want to see the woman's face who sits next to me at work whenever she's sitting there and she goes, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, text message <laughs> that's, but that's exactly what i say every time i get a text message Ooh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> don't we don't we all do that? Ooh, I'm important today. Someone likes me. But honestly, I think that might be my only gripe up on the game because it had, I mean, it has other cool elements. Like you can, there's there's vehicle elements where you're flying in a I vehicle, like a side-scroller shooter, you know? That was really cool. So the one point you're in the sky in an airplane shooting down these birds, dropping bombs on top of you. And the other level right. has you underwater, like in a submarine, shooting fish and everything. And those yeah. are super, super cool. I love that you can shoot the blocks. Like, yeah, I used to try to challenge myself to see if I could shoot every single block in the level as I yeah. was going through it. And I of course, of course, but... the screen's going over, so you can get trapped if you don't shoot 
the yep. amount of blocks you need to get through a tight space too. Yeah. Tricky game. Yeah. So so what yeah, do you Well, what... it's pretty well received though. I mean, there are actually um a lot of speedrunners who like yeah. to play this uh, through this game. Mhm. Yeah, for me honestly, I would put this I don't this might be my third favorite Mario game of all time. Wow. Hmm. Of course, it's high on my list, but that just well, maybe I don't not know. third that because there's Wario games. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Maybe not third, but and then again, I haven't played anything modern from Nintendo for the past mm. like five years, so I can't say, you know, modern Mario oh, games. Man. But because I have an Xbox, I don't have a new Nintendo Switch or anything. Right. Yeah, Mario Odyssey is so awesome. Yeah, that's what I hear. I need to get one. But Gary, what what did you what do you have to add about this game? Um, I think you've pretty much covered all of my feelings about it. It's just, it, it always felt different, even, you know, whenever I was young and I hate the fireball thing. Uh, yeah, you pretty much covered it. I love this spaceship level or mm-hmm. like, I feel like there's like spaceships in the background. I think maybe it's the third level, something like that. But anyways, yeah, big fan. Yeah. It's a great, great game. I love it to death. <laughs> all right so jacob what did you pick what were we talking about uh so i picked a game um called destruction of all sheep and i gave you an audio clip if you'd like to play that real quick that sounds like a good game i like that (laughs) no okay so (laughs) i picked the other uh nintendo mascot donkey kong country All right, I want to say something real quick because I'm sure somebody will at me later. I left Link off whenever I mentioned the two Nintendo mascots. I didn't mean to do that. I apologize. Carry on. Well, there are there are others. I mean, yeah, Metroid. You did say a couple of the. You said maybe I don't know. The point is, these are two of the many wonderful mascots for Nintendo, Um, and I'm talking about Donkey Kong Country for the SNES. Yeah. So don't don't at me. If you have a pro- if you have a problem with Gary, you come to me. You come talk to me about it. No, talk and to me. I'll, I want to get Twitter I'll notifications. I'll forward it. I'll, I'll forward <laughs> it to Gary. <laughs> so and see, uh, follow us on Twitter because we're unlike a lot of other Twitterers. We're not political, so you might enjoy our feed. You know that is true. I'm, uh, you're pretty political. Just... Donkey Kong for president. Yeah. <laughs> so here's a little audio from Donkey Kong. Dude, it's got so much rhythm and so many cool elements in there. I love that. It's so good. Do you want to know why it's so good? Tell him why it's so good, Gary. Uh, That's because the score was composed by David Weiss. Yes, sir. Where's the applause? Come on. Uh, Yeah, throw throw it in. Gosh. I wish you never. I wish you never found that <laughs> clip. Here's the like. Let's just get this out of the way. I'm just gonna throw out a couple things that David Weiss has done. Okay, Wizards and Warriors. We've talked about it. Amazing. Marble Madness. We've talked about it. 
Cobra Triangle, we've talked about it, Battletoads, RC Pro-Am, Star Fox, and he's still blowing our minds. I mean, he he's the one who did Tropical Freeze and Ukulele. This guy's amazing. Um, so I'm sure he's a longtime listener. And um, so, yeah, just come on the show and we'll we'll talk to you. Yes. Mr. Weiss, sir. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna at you real quick on that. I'm this is Twitter now. Uh, he only did a few songs for ukulele, but the songs that he did are pretty incredible. And uh, well, he worked on it, so he, he still did, blew he your did. mind with it. That's Fair what enough. was my point. <laughs> Fair enough. But he yeah, worked with but Grant so Kirkhope, who's another great composer. I think uh, Banjo Kazooie was what he did. So, so mm-hmm. yes, so good stuff. So yeah, but getting on. back to Donkey Kong Country, I mean, who doesn't love this game? The the title screen alone, it makes you want to play it. I mean, am I wrong, or do you do you guys agree with that? And, like right from the beginning, it makes I mean, you want to play. Dude, and and at the time, at the time, I believe this was the best graphics we ever had in a home entertainment system. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, absolutely. That was the whole point of it. I mean, even whenever you would watch like the commercials for it, uh, the commercial says you can't get it on Sega. You can't get it on uh, PC. You know, you can only get like they're saying we have the graphics. That's what Nintendo yeah. was doing. Like we, we are the ones, and we're. It was. I mean, we were completely introduced to a new style of game because this came out in 1994, and it. My opinion, it was from one of the greatest developers of all time, Rare. Yep. I mm-hmm. mean, yep. uh, Rare, it, amazing. Um, basically what they did, they were doing some experiments with, uh, Silicon graphics and rendered some 3d sprites once they showed that to Nintendo, um, and was like, basically, you know, this is what we're looking at. Nintendo was like, yeah, that looks amazing. So we're going to buy 49% of your company. Wow. Uh, based off Donkey Kong is, is why that happened. And, um, they did that so that they could move forward with this new style of game. Um, and with Nintendo money behind them, all Rare had to do was find, the perfect and it wasn't donkey kong it was because of the ringer that did so then they were like well we have to find the perfect legendary character to back up the game and so the rare founders um which are brothers tim and chris stamper decided that they wanted to make a standalone game based off the character donkey kong um now here's a question do you either one of you know why he's named donkey kong i don't think i do oh i think i did at one point but i forget please enlighten us so I've always wondered, and I can't really find anything about it, but kind of what I've pieced together is that whenever, um, I believe it was uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, whenever he was working on the original, and they wanted, because it was supposed to be, basically Donkey Kong was supposed to be Popeye. Mario was supposed to be fighting, fighting um, it was supposed to be a Popeye game. And right. So it wasn't supposed to be Mario, it was supposed to be Popeye. And instead of Donkey Kong, it was going to be Bluto. Um, so they had to change it because of license issues. And thank God so that they, happened. I no joke. Like, come on. <laughs> so I, I uh, don't want to see Popeye Country on the Super Nintendo. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Kind of well, it would, technically, it'd be Bluto Country, and I'm That's into that. Good point. I, I take back <laughs> so, what I said. But um, so they create this gorilla. Kong was kind of obvious, right? Um, so they were looking for a word, the English word for stubborn, and somehow fell on the word donkey. Yep. So this, this is exactly uh, what I've heard before. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, so I think that's that's it. It's supposed to be basically stubborn Kong or stubborn gorilla, basically, is what they were supposed to make it, but then it came out Donkey Kong, which make like 
it's perfect. I don't know. That mess up <laughs> is perfect for me. Mm-hmm. So getting back to it, though, um, they they settled on Donkey Kong, and over the next 18 months, a team – I believe it's 18 months. I could be wrong on that, so at Gary if it's wrong. A uh, team <laughs> of 12 put together what we know and love as Donkey Kong Country, and this was the first um, – this was actually the first DK game that was not produced or directed by Shigeru Miyamoto. Um, did you guys know that? No. Nope. He wanted nothing to do with this game. From what I, again, this, I don't, I, I mean, from what I've read and from what I've heard in interviews, um, he was involved in the game, but he was not a key player and his involvement was very minimal. And supposedly it's because he thought that the game was too hard and uh he was not really aboard the 3d train just yet so he didn't even want his name on the game wow yeah which is crazy to think about that miyamoto was like no i don't like this yeah this whole, one of the greatest whole, snes uh, games out there uh, yeah. yeah i mean people say it that it is you know um I mean, after the release of the game, it sold over 9 million copies, mm-hmm. and it was the third best-selling game on the SNES. Wow. That's, yeah, that's, what that's were pretty the, cool. What were the other ones? The other best-selling games? Yeah. Good question. Donkey Kong uh, Country 2. I mean, I'm sure Mario 3, yeah. or not Mario 3, but a Mario All-Stars, maybe. Yeah, probably. I and bet, probably Yoshi's Island. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I bet I, it's got to be Mario. Yeah, so Super Mario World, Super Mario All-Stars. Okay, yep. Donkey Kong Country and then Super Mario Kart. Those are the four <laughs> best, wow. uh, the top four. So, yeah, I really thought it that All Stars would have been the first one. Yeah, I would have that too. Which, honestly, did well. Did Mario World come out with the Super Nintendo though? I think yeah. it might have been a launch title. So I wonder if that's. I wonder if they take that into account. Maybe, or maybe if they take that into account because every Super Nintendo everybody sold had in, to. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, the, the funny thing is that later in the run, they did a Super Mario All-Stars with Super Mario World, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. Uh, yeah, yeah, they did, yeah. yeah. I think that's the one that I had. Me too. Hmm. Lucky guys. I had to buy two games. Oh, man. Poor little <laughs> They Gary. got you. Nintendo's good at that. Nintendo's <laughs> very good since the beginning at making you buy multiple copies of the same game. Yeah, yeah it's not the first, and it won't be the last time. Mm-hmm. So, no, absolutely not. So... Uh, I'll be honest though, this is one of my favorite platforming games. Yeah. And I actually I didn't play a lot of it when I was younger, and one of my many regrets is not spending more time with this franchise growing up. I did play it, but it wasn't like one of my go-to games. But uh, after playing Tropical Freeze, I've been going back and playing some of these older games, and this one really holds up like super mm, it super does. well. It really does. And I, my final fondest memory of this game is I think I was around. 14 maybe 15 and i remember just going to my friend's house who had it at the time before i had it and we played this thing for hours upon hours and hours and i just had a great time with this game and then later on you know my brother and i got our for ourselves and we just had more hours and hours of this game and it still holds up like you said yeah i i have memories of there was a video game store in the town where i grew up and I remember when this game first came out, they had it on the TV that you could demo it. And every time that I went there, there was always someone playing it. And the day that I finally got to play it was just so incredible. Nice. Oh, that is awesome. 
Yeah, that's what a like just a cool feeling that had to be because every time you just every time you go there, you hope it's your time. And yeah. then, man, I wish we still had like I'm sure there's still we're we're just like especially the three of us. I mean, obviously we do a nostalgic podcast, so yeah, obviously we are. Wait, we do nostalgia. Oh wait, this is no. I thought we were just talking. Yeah. <laughs> this is a pot. You're recording me. <laughs> I don't remember signing for this. Uh, so at Tim uh, for the <laughs> at Tim. Okay, yeah, I'm sure at Tim's yeah. gonna work. Yeah. So here's 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 the thing though. Have you guys actually read the plot outline for this game? <laughs> no. Okay, I don't think so, so. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read it to you right now. On a stormy night, Donkey Kong assigns Diddy to guard his horde of bananas as part of Diddy's hero training and promises to relieve him of duty at midnight. Later that night, the Kremlings overpower Diddy, seal him in a barrel, and steal all of the bananas, leaving a trail of bananas behind them. The next morning, DK wakes up and realizes he forgot to relieve Diddy. Cranky Kong begins to ride him, and DK resolves to find Diddy and rescue his bananas from the Kremlings. Wow. Wow. Amazing, right? Another game, another game where I never knew there was a new story. I thought they were trying to get to point A to point B. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, there's re- a story. I really regret skipping that cutscene. <laughs> <laughs> that well, must I mean, have been here's... the plot of that terrible Donkey Kong TV series that was out in the 90s. Oh, yeah. I don't know anything about that. I don't want to talk about it. Don't uh, don't, don't look it up. Not gonna. Yeah, no one can ever find it. Uh, I mean, the thing that, it, like, if you think about it, this is almost a documentary because we know how much gators love bananas. That true. is so true. I lived in Florida. That is so true. Yeah. Do you think, though, do you think that they were really after the bananas? What I think it is is that I think that Donkey Kong made – uh, what was his name? K. Rule. They made him. He made him mad, and he's like, "What do you love more than anything? Bananas. I got them now." Yep. Because if you think about it, you never see the Kremlins eating the bananas. That's they true. just hide them. Mm-hmm. So it's a plot. The plot thickens, my man. So uh, <laughs> this is obviously one of the most beloved video games of all time. And Nintendo Power gave it a rating of eight point three out of ten. Are you serious? That's and, it. Yeah. That's I mean, I'd give it a low. Yeah. Yeah, that's my thing. I'd give it a 9.6, but I don't even know how rating systems work, so who really cares? <laughs> I just love this game. Wow. That's that's a really specific number for someone who doesn't understand how rating systems <laughs> work. It's a 9.6, guys. In my opinion, this game here, it's a 9.6. It's pristine. <laughs> All right, sweet. <laughs> well, thank you for your review. Uh, uh, yes, no problem. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I would... One of my favorite games and one of my favorite soundtracks of all times is actually the second Donkey Kong. And that's probably the one I've spent the most time playing. But this one, all three of them hold up in unbelievable ways. Mm-hmm. Who, who is the composer of that one again? Also David Wise. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Uh, which, I think the thing is, if you say his name enough times, he shows up on the podcast. That's a that's a that's that's science. That's right. I would He's do like, a British impression, but I don't want him to listen to this and be offended by it, so I'm not going to do that. Yeah, but thank you. Yeah, he also did the the score for the third game, believe it or not. Oh, really? I what, had what, no what, idea. What score did he give it? A nine point six. He doesn't know how the rating systems work either. <laughs> 
Oh. Ah, good times, oh, fellas. Yes. Okay, so now is the point of the episode where we talk about what games we're talking about next episode for next month. So, I was thinking, since next month is October, just like last year, let's do a almost like a Halloween, a Halloween, you know, let's do something healthy, you know. Keep leaner. it skinny. Yep. Let's do like a Halloween-themed or horror, you know, video game-themed. So, Gear, I mean, not Gear, you're not going to be here next, unless you want to be here. <laughs> Hold on. Hold oh, on. No, we'll can, see. can I just stop and appreciate just what Gary just said? <laughs> Keep it skinny. He just threw that out there like so quick. I was hoping someone would appreciate that. Oh, uh, I, I was, was trying to keep it professional. Here. So, you know, just. All right. So, Jacob. Yeah. Games. What game are you going to be covering next month? Next month, because it's going to be spooky, I chose the scariest game that came out on the S. N E S. That's right, my friends. Zombies ate my neighbors. <laughs> Ooh, so scary, dude. Uh, that's a great one. I love that. I haven't played that one in in a while now. Uh, me, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go something a little newer. Not new, of course, because we cover stuff. You know, that's not new, new. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna cover for a game for a system that is one of my favorite systems of all time kind of underappreciated. It's loved by many, but still underappreciated. It's a Sega Dreamcast game. Ooh, moving into the discs. Yes, and I'm going to be talking about Evil Dead, Hail to the King. Oh, oh dude, I've never played this game. I'm really excited. Uh, crap, I have to figure out how I'm going to play this game. <laughs> yes, I mean, just at least watch a walkthrough, at least, if that's all you can do. No, Tim, I'm going to play this game. Remember what I just said? Remember that time that I was, like, really excited to play this game? That was true. Okay. <laughs> I forgot about that time, honestly. It's been so long. <laughs> that was a long time ago, my man. <laughs> but I actually bought this game last year for my, my system. So I'm, I have, I don't think I've ever played this game either. Because when this game came out, I was I was 20, maybe even 21 when this game came out. So it wasn't even my teenage years. But, you know, it's it's over 20 years old. No, it's over 18 years old now. So it still counts. So me and Gary were two. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's funny to me. You guys don't have to laugh about it. I thought it was funny. <laughs> I, I was laughing silently. Yeah, you was. I heard a little bit. <laughs> well, I had Gary's back earlier, and then he didn't have my back. That's how friendship works, I guess. <laughs> Maybe that's why I don't have many friends. <laughs> I forgive you. Thank you. <laughs> So I'm actually going to talk about a Sega Genesis game called Splatterhouse 2. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a crazy game. Yeah, yeah. So it's not quite Friday the 13th, but it's a little weird. And we're making it Sega, it sounds like, except for Jacob. Yeah, what the heck, guys? Come on, you're killing me. Actually, (laughs) I'm going to go with Zombies Ate My Neighbors for the Sega Genesis, fellas. That's (laughs) what I'm going with. An all-Sega all Sega podcast yeah. for once because we did the Nintendo one this time. Let's go with Sega. So because sure. it did come out, and actually, I believe the first time I played this game, Zombies Ain't My Neighbors was on Sega. Ooh, sweet! There you go. All right, guys. So that's what you have to look forward to for next month. So we will see you guys in a month. As we always say in closing, keep it skinny. <laughs> game over, man. Game over. <laughs>